Hi, I'm Ashley, and you are listening and watching Confidence in Coffee. What if I was to tell you that you can find confidence despite any of your circumstances, good or bad? I'm going to help you navigate the waters of womanhood, whatever season that is in, whether it's marriage, singleness, or you're drowning in children. I'm going to help you find confidence and hope through Christ. I'm going to leave you with plenty of encouragement and practical tips to overcome those limiting beliefs so you can live a life well. Plus, (laughs) you know we're going to find a few laughs along the way. So grab your favorite cup of coffee and join me as we chat confidence. Welcome to Confidence and Coffee. I'm your host, Ashley Henriot, and we are going to be talking about the birth of Jesus Christ. It is around Christmas time. Merry Christmas to you. I hope your family is finding peace during this very crazy season and that you are learning to stop and just kind of be with each other. I get it. You got to do the gingerbread houses and you got to do the Christmas plays and you got to go to the candlelights and you got to wrap the gifts and you got to move the elf every day. The struggle is real. But I really want to talk about the birth of Jesus Christ and have we as Christians, people in general, taken advantage of the power of the impact of of that message. You'll notice every year around this time all over the world, the true meaning of Christmas is slowly fading away. We have become too aware of Santa Claus or too distracted by the latest and greatest gifts that we can that we kind of look over, though, although we know the story of Mary and Joseph giving birth to the baby in the manger, do we truly grasp the importance of today's westernized society, the birth of Christ, God's only son, is the greatest gift that God has ever given, and is that being taken for granted? That's what we are going to talk about a little bit today, because I am guilty of this. I get so caught up in the busyness of life that I tend to take for granted instead of just sitting still and really unpacking and understanding and processing and just listening to the Holy Spirit as I process and and sit on the fact that God birthed a son only to die for me. His That was his mission that was his purpose and 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 putting up the christmas tree and and spending time with our family that's fun right wrapping the gifts and seeing the excitement on our children's faces every morning is fun but it is so vital that we keep that number one that we keep that truly number one we don't just talk about it we don't just go to a church service but we genuinely we we keep that strong in our hearts I've talked to you guys a little back in November, and I would encourage you to go listen to that episode with my friend about the advent of Christ, the advent of Christmas, and how to truly recognize and celebrate Jesus in Advent to remember something about him every day. But I want to talk about the history behind the birth of Christ in the Christmas story and just kind of go over that uh, and then take you through that, give you an understanding maybe you didn't have before. 
Scholars think that the census ordered by Caesar Augustus was the first day of its kind. It was done because the Roman government wanted to make sure that everyone in the empire was paying their taxes correctly. The census was carried out all over the empire, most of Europe, but in Palestine. It was carried hysterically, historically tri- in a tribal town rather than where they lived. It, you know, the, the Jewish way rather than the Roman way, Roman way. In the original Greek of the New Testament, which Luke uses, there's a word protos that can add a before to the first. So Luke could also mean that it was a census before the one which was ordered. This also meant that Joseph and the very pregnant Mary would have had to travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem as this was the town that Joseph's family, the royal family of David originally came from, a journey of about 70 miles, 112 kilometers. Some people think that Bethlehem could also have been Joseph's actual home, and he traveled to Nazareth to collect Mary once they were married to take her to his home town to initially live. The journey of from Nazareth to Bethlehem would have taken about three days. In those times, they weren't really such things as hotels, motels, as we think of them. You would normally have would have stayed with some extended family or, you know, relations in the guest room. And most houses would have been shared with the animals the family kept. Houses had two levels, the upper Uh, in the middle level where people slept and the ground floor where the animals slept at night and where the family lived during the day. The animals were a kind of central heating at night, (laughs) believe it or not, at night keeping the house warm. The guest room was often an area on the upper, upper level or even a hut putt put on the flat roof of the house. In the Christmas story, it's often said that there was no room in the inn. However, this comes from a not very accurate translation in early English Bibles. The word in the original Greek is kataluma, and this usually means a spare room or guest room. This word is used later by Luke when he describes a spare room being used by Jesus and his friends when they had a special meal. Luke also uses a different word, which I have a hard time saying, called pendokilian. For a commercial in place to stay in the story of the Good Samaritan. So we know that Luke meant that Mary and Joseph didn't have a problem because all the hotels being full, it was the guest room in the house that they were staying was already being used. Now, as many people would have traveled to Bethlehem for the census of all the houses, or certainly upper levels were full, many people think that Jesus was probably born in September or October during Sukkot, the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles, rather than during December, during the festival. Jews lived outside in temporary shelters. The word tabernacle comes from a Latin word meaning booth or hut. So Joseph and Mary probably had to sleep with the animals on the low level where it's common to have a manger cut into a wall where you put the animal food or possibly but unlikely out in a stable cave or even covered market stall that sold animals. These stalls could be rented during tabernacles. So Jesus was probably born in a normal house at that time and in that area surrounded by family members and other local people. 
that's a rather different scene to what's on many Christmas cards and nativity scenes. It was the custom in those times to wrap a newborn baby very tightly in long bandages called swaddling clothes. The arms and legs of the baby were also wrapped so they couldn't move. This was done because they thought it helped the baby to grow strong, straight limbs, and no proper crib was available. The new baby boy was placed in a manger or feeding trough. There's a theory that Jesus might have been born a couple of miles outside of Bethlehem, where there was a special shepherd's watchtower called the Medel Edor. So Jesus might have been born out with the shepherds. The birth of Jesus probably didn't happen in the year zero, but slightly earlier in about 4, 5, 6, 7 BC. The dates that we use now were set by the monks, 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 and the religious leaders in the Middle Ages and before. It also is quite likely that Jesus was actually born in the autumn during tabernacle, not in the winter. And it gets very cold in the winter in Israel. And it is thought that the census would have most likely taken place during the spring or autumn when pilgrims from all over the country came to visit Jerusalem, which is about six miles from Bethlehem. That's the factual study of the story. And the reason I tell you that is because I want you to get an understanding of the details and the birth of Christ. To really comprehend and wrap your head around the true story of Jesus and all they went through and the his- history and the, and, and the struggles to make what had happened happen. Not just thinking of a baby in a manger, but to really understand the travels, the sacrifices, the understanding, to know that Christmas actually isn't really the time that Jesus was born. It's just a time that we celebrate. And it gives you even more questions, right? It makes you question why. Why do we celebrate it during December? Where did that come from, right? Well, it's because we created time differently. And I, and I think that like anything in life, like it's not just Christmas. I think that we get sidetracked. I'm guilty of this, of not reading our Bibles, not praying, of not being with God in general, like just embracing his presence right you're walking into a like a very powerful place of sovereignty and i think that we're just like yeah jesus died for me yeah jesus was born yeah i need to read my bible and i think it needs i know it needs to be more than that i know that we really do genuinely and we need to teach our families that you know we don't want to idolize things like trees and and i get it it's paganism and you'll see a lot of that and jesus came to squash that but it can be dangerous if he's not your number one if you really cannot comprehend all the details of why we celebrate when it happened why we celebrate during december if you really can't comprehend all those things. And so I want you to remember this season. My my only encouragement to you is this. The reason for the season, which actually wasn't in December, was because a child was born. 
and given to us in exchange for our lives as a gift from God. And that that should be celebrated every day. I am so grateful that it happened in fall, in October, in the autumn. And we celebrate it in December. That that shouldn't be looked down, but it should be a beautiful opportunity to know that no matter what day it is, no matter what's going on, we can celebrate Christ, the gift of Christ. That we, every time we wake up in the morning and breathe, we can celebrate what God did for us. Not just the cross, but the birth. Because he had a purpose on him when he was in Mary's belly. He had a destiny. God knew it. Christ knew it. Even at that little age. It changes your perspective if you think about it for a minute, right? To think that there's a baby that has to die. An innocent child, not just an innocent man. Who didn't ask to be in this world or this life, but chose to be. For you and for me. And that should never be taken for granted. Amen. I love you guys. And this episode is brought to you by (laughs) Love Every. Uh, Love Every, you guys have seen me share it before. Love Every is Montessori play kits that come every single month and they reach up to five years old, six years old. My children, I love them. They're quality toys. And you get them every month as these kits that really genuinely not just entertain your children, thank God, but also help with their development and their comprehension and really teaches them true healthy independence. And so I'm going to drop my link for you below to check out Love Every, these play kits. It's worth the money. It's worth the investment. Give your children things, spend money on things that are actually beneficial to them instead of spending money on things that like don't matter and will be in the trash in like two months. Amen. And also, I've mentioned this before, Instacart is a lifesaver and has helped me in these very this very busy season of working from home with four young babies. Just the life that I have going on, I always Instacart groceries and food and all the things. And so I'm going to drop a link for you because they have a discount for you. If you use my code, it'll be down in the show notes. And then I also have a little bit more free gifts and other ways that you connect with me on social media. When you join my email list, you'll get some really special goodies there. So I will drop everything with you below. Merry Christmas. And I just pray that going into 2022 is nothing but blessing and favor and revelation and clarity for you. Thank you for listening to Confidence and Coffee, and I will see you next Tuesday.